0: Well, welcome, everybody. It's No Driving Gloves again. It's an afternoon recording for us, so that narrows it down to those of us with really flexible schedules, uh, John and Sean. And we're kind of happy. We've pursued a little bit, and uh, we have Matt Farah joining us from Smoking Tire, smokingtire.com. I mean, just about everywhere, uh, even Blip Shift uh, with some t-shirts. Thought about that. (laughs) Even thought about that for a background. How are you doing tonight, Matt, or today, Matt?
1: Uh, it's early for me. Yeah, for me, it's like lunchtime. But no, all, all is right. Uh, well, not all is right with the world. We live, in, we live in the other timeline. But besides that, everything is fine. It's funny that you usually start off by saying it's an afternoon show. Usually, if I make that disclaimer on my show, it means we're drinking.
2: Um. (laughs) i can go make a gin and tonic it's not a problem i mean it's literally it's three o'clock here so we're i'm well past the god i shouldn't be drinking at this hour no
1: judgments uh from my state
2: yeah i mean if if y'all want to turn this into something special we can turn it into something special
1: (laughs) i still have to go to work after this but you by all by all means yeah
0: recording or is it road and track or is it tv
1: uh after this, I have a meeting uh, at a, a restaurant that wants to host socially distant cars and coffees and have me be their ambassador. Okay. And then I have a podcast at my studio with uh, Ed Bolian calling in at uh,
2: five.
0: He, cool. he's, on, he's on our, I'll be honest, he's on our short list. I'd, I'd love to get him because uh, you
2: know,
0: he, he's only two I hours away and need to drive over and see his garage.
2: Yeah, he's I close enough. enough.
1: I don't think it's that hard. I think he's got free time like the rest of us.
2: Yeah, he's he's <laughs> close enough where we could actually go over and make a day of it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally worth it. let's just lead in with socially distanced cars and coffee. And one of the topics obviously that everyone's talking about right now is how do we get back to whatever the new norm's gonna be. And what what do you like something like a cars and coffee event or just like a, a weekly cruise event that happens in 5,000 cities all over the country or all over the world right now, Matt, how do we get back? What, what's your vision of the new normal? Or, or are we even close enough to that to, to talk about it yet?
1: Uh, well, I mean, if, first off, uh, I, anything I say about this, you, let me just leave a disclaimer that I'm not a doctor or a medical professional. Okay. So this is my opinion. It's an opinion. I, uh, I, I, I believe that, um, you know, of all the things that we can't do right now and all the people that are being hurt by this situation and people that are dying and people who've lost their jobs and blah, on and on and on, all the negatives, there are many. Uh, one of the very few positives, few, in is in, at least where I live, is much easier to drive your old cars. Um, and the people who have old cars are really taking the opportunity to enjoy them. I mean, if you go out, in the canyons, you know, people are driving their cars. on at the week in the, on the weekends in Malibu, I've been out to this this place the Malibu Kitchen, I call it Bills. I I go there and I get coffee and sandwiches and I hang out. And it's been interesting actually. There haven't been any official cars and coffees, but what has sort of happened is Bill's is in this this shopping center and, and all the stores are closed, but he as a, you know, as a restaurant is allowed to be open for, for takeout. So, you know, you, you can get your, your takeout sandwich or whatever. And, and people have sort of spread out throughout the parking lot. And, you know, I mean, nobody's perfect, but people are wearing masks and doing a fairly decent job of not getting too close to each other. And, and having, a, you know, a bit of a gathering. And, you know, you're driving your own car on the road. That's, that's an acceptable activity. And I think everyone is trying their level-headed best to, to try and enjoy some of their life, enjoy some of the summer, enjoy their old car. Responsible about it. And in, in, in certainly in my case, patronize uh, a restaurant that has seen uh, a pretty rough year. Not in before, before coronavirus, Bill had to deal with 10% of Malibu burning down. <laughs> you know, you know, Bill. Yeah, Bill had to deal with the fires last year. That's very true. Yeah, it's very true. Population of Malibu went down by ten percent in twenty four hours. That's a that's a big deal for a little local business like wow. him. So I think
0: I see a lot of him on Instagram and that. I I of course listened to you know Spike Ferrison too. Yeah, know you recently chatted with him and Bill seems to have a good little thing. And watching you know the Instagram posts and the photos. You guys in California, I don't know if it's, you're stricter there, you're taking it more seriously, what the group is, but you're doing a lot better than the photos of the car groups getting together around (laughs) Birmingham, Alabama and that.
1: Yeah. I saw that story. What was that story of like topless Jeep weekend in East Texas or something over the weekend? (laughs) It was literally like some Jeep jamboree, but with boobs. It was like, it was crazy, you know? And, uh, and so... Yeah, no, I, I do. I actually think, you know, you, we've seen, there's been a few pictures and videos, especially from Huntington beach, Huntington beach is, it seems to be the outlier in the California area of it's like, that's like our Florida, thing, I think. And, uh, and so there was like, you know, there was these, these, these these reopen protests and there was uh, a bunch of this kind of stuff and and in la where i live in venice malibu i think we are taking it seriously and 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 we're trying to be good neighbors and good people as best we can and 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 everyone's just doing their thing as best they can and you know the good news is hanging out outside is a, a pretty low risk activity you know what I mean? As long as you're not like hugging everybody. That's a pretty low risk thing. And so, especially at the beach. We're at the beach. There's a big wind. It's yeah. like a 30 mile an hour wind out there. So it's a that's a pretty okay thing as long as you're not too stupid about it. But the 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 little bit of the little bit of rainbow in this is that the roads are open, the traffic is light. And it's a great time to enjoy your old car because you're not going to be stuck in these terrible, notorious traffic jams.
0: It was you know? a good time for Morgan to get you and Spike that, yeah. that car because, you know, on a normal L.A. day, I don't think your reviews would have been as glowing. I've, yeah. I've played with Morgan's over the years and things like that. And uh, it's just it's not a car for sitting in traffic, no matter what. what era or how many wheels (laughs) no
1: you want to be moving you know in that car but honestly you know my 911 uh my safari 911 as as amazing as that car is and is amazing it's that's really a terrible car to be in traffic in because you know it's got manual brakes it has no power steering um and it has a, a very uh like a heavy duty race spec clutch and a light flywheel and so it's it's it really requires a lot of people I have this a Lamborghini Countach, not to just start bragging about my own cars, but I but a lot of people are like, Oh my god, this it has got this reputation for being very difficult to drive and very clunky. And I've I've not found that to be the case at all. I, I think that that my nine eleven, which in fairness has been heavily modified, uh is much uh requires a lot more muscle power to drive um, than the than Lamborghini does. Well,
2: now that we have you here, obviously, I mean, you, you can see what I have behind me right now. Um, I, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to touch on the Safari 911 and I, are you, are you daily in that thing or is it more of a, is it more of a toy? Well, <laughs>
1: the, no, 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 well. no, I mean, it's, no, because it's a, that's not really a question with an answer. I have press cars. So every right. single week where, you know, uh, I probably 40 to 45 weeks out of the year, I have a press car. Gotcha. Right. And so I have a modern car, you know, that I, that I daily drive. Right. And so when I don't have that, the 911 is as close to quote my car, you know, as it gets, you know, so, but I also have my Vespa. I have a Vespa that I and i haven't ridden it so much because the traffic has been really light and it's typically like my traffic beater you know we can you can lane split in california legally um which is the best i mean it's it's uh, it's lane splitting is like legalizing weed it's like it's so civil once you just do it you know what i mean
2: it doesn't freak you out cuz I, I i've never i've never been on a bike in an area where you could no and it just to me yeah i would be so worried about people not seeing you in will. Yeah. yeah but well they don't
1: you but if you enter if you ride with the knowledge of this person doesn't see me it just because they don't see you it's sometimes better if they don't see you like that's what nobody really wants to talk about someone who sees you might do something with their car that they wouldn't you know what i mean someone like like, like most people, they, they'll they continue on the path that they are going, you know, <laughs> okay. and you can get by, get okay, by yeah. you know what I mean? And, and there's these lunatics that'll lane split at, you know, 60, 70 miles an hour. That's, that's not me. You know, I, I lane split when the traffic is going
2: slowly. Coming up to a stoplight or something.
1: Yeah. Like or even just generally just slow traffic. If, yeah. But, but. I'm on a, I'm on a Vespa. It's small. I'm not on a Harley. You know, if I was on a big hog, you wouldn't, you couldn't do it. Um, and, and I think the difference, the, the perception of lane splitting being scary runs counter to the science of lane splitting, which is, which has proven that lane splitting is significantly safer than non lane splitting because the vast majority of car on motorcycle accidents happens when a car rear ends and crushes a motorcycle at a traffic light in between it and the car in front of it because it does they don't distinguish that there's a motorcycle there they can't see them right and so they crunch them and that's the most common car on motorcycle accident that's not to say that you couldn't get bumped from the side you you could but statistically If you eliminate those rear endings, because when the cars are stopped, the motorcycles go to the front, right? So you have a cushion of cars. You're not going to get rear. Sure. If you eliminate that, you end up in a place that's much safer. And if you allow lane split, you know, motorcycles don't take up space. You lane split. It's your, it's like, it's like having a jar full of rocks and pouring water through it. You know, the water just goes right through. It doesn't hold anything up, you know, so lane splitting is incredibly civilized when it's done in a civilized way. And it allows me and anyone else who chooses to do it uh, responsibly, it allows me the ability to get around the city in in a predictable way. That's really the tough part about L.A. is the unpredictability of it. And I'm really picky about being on time, which... It's uh, the ability to say I need to go here, 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 and here, and and I know how long that's going to take, no matter the time of the day is uh, important.
2: Yeah, and I've I've seen LA at its at its best and LA at its worst, and and like I literally did an event out there. It's been several years ago with Porsche at that LA yeah, downtown LA Porsche. It was an extended test drive event that I was leading when the. Uh, God, I can't remember what it was that was coming out at the time. I think honestly, it was the the, uh, 991 was coming out at Hmm. the time. And we had all of these VIP customers coming in. And it was like a, a Wednesday and a Thursday, midday, dumbest time ever to be downtown L.A. We couldn't do anything. Right. We literally – like if if it had been a Ducati right. test drive or something like that, it, it might have been okay. Yeah, no, you <laughs> you know,
1: if you're going to plan a car launch or a test drive event in Los Angeles, you really need to pick somewhere outside of town or something. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's not something no. you want to launch from the dealership no. itself. And I was like – as soon as I heard they were sending me there to to lead that, I was like, "That's not gonna no." Happen. And and no, that's, this is, that's gonna,
1: this is gonna yeah happen. yeah. And and the everyday hustle of of getting around the city is very annoying. And 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 we caught con- you know contrast that. Okay, I'm not just bitching about L.A. because actually have, I do like it here. But um, you know contrast that with where I live in Venice, I can. I can real. I can walk to a lot. I mean, assuming pre-coronavirus, I could walk to 50 restaurants, 25 bars and any grow you know, my grocery store that I go to now is a little local grocery store. It's the best. I love it. And I love that. And, and we have our roads, you know, we've got the Angeles forest and we've got uh, Malibu and, and we've got um, the um, the antelope Valley stuff and the roads to big bear. And, and so you know, other than being in Switzerland or something, you know, we've got like the best driving roads, you know, in the country here in California. And
2: I don't know if you remember it or not, but as several years ago, I actually ran into you on the road going up to, to uh, Baldy. Yeah. You were out there sure. testing. Busy, Busy Porsche. Yeah, was, yeah. 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 Yeah, And I was testing the 15 SRT charger. Right. right. And I just came around a corner and you're just sitting on the side of the road and Busy's blue Porsche. And I was like, I'm driving by and then I was like, holy shit, that's yep. Matt. Hey, how's it going? Uh, you caught me in my native environment. <laughs> it was amazing. It was it was amazing. Yes. Um,
1: I am a human who owns GoPros and uses them on mountain roads.
2: <laughs> not, af- not afraid to use them at all. Going, going back to the area of the world that you live in and the just unbelievable level of incredible. Roads that you have. I mean, do you have a favorite? Like, is is there a favorite road that if someone is flying into LAX and they're a petrol head in any way, shape, or form, that Matt Farah has? Like, would you? What's the recommendation? Where would you recommend they go, and where would you recommend they stay the hell away from? Um, ha,
1: ha. The real that's awesome. the real question is.
2: I locked him up. Woo-hoo. No,
1: the real question is, <laughs> how do you trust which one I say? <laughs> Because if I'm honest, and I tell you where to go,
2: where I oh, go, now God. you're there,
1: and now I've blown up my own spot. Now, so oh, if I no. told you where not to go, like, what if that was where I go? Because I don't. This want turned you there. into.
2: This turned into. Where's your favorite fishing spot? Yeah,
1: no, Holy exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. But you know what? It's not really a problem as much as you think. Because here's why. You never. You should never ever underestimate either the laziness or the stupidity of people my my anecdotal evidence for the laziness part of it is that for years i was told that i should just not go to tale of the dragon because it's crowded and stupid and there's no point in having a road as good as tale of the dragon when it's always as crowded as it is and yet i haven't found that to be the case well i was going to say when i went to tale of the dragon i did the thing that i Normally, do when I go to any road, which is I get up at four o'clock in the morning. I look up yeah. when the sunrise is. I get up before that, and then sun comes up, and three minutes after that, I'm on the road. And that's just that to me is the most logical, obvious course of action if you want to enjoy something, right? Like that. Yeah. And so I did that on Tale of the Dragon, and I got and I got three runs the whole way before I saw like. Another car, unimpeded.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was, Last time I went through there, I got there at seven o'clock at night, and I drove until one o'clock in the morning. Well, the other, yeah. I mean, and, if you wanted to do night, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like the headlights coming the yeah. other way.
1: I've done. I've yeah. attempted to do a couple of night shoots up in the Angeles Forest, and I. I really enjoyed how much road we had to ourselves, uh, but I, I hated everything else about it. <laughs> 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 about doing 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 night shoots,
2: and literally, I I wasn't doing. Well, yeah, year. we were dr- we
1: were like I was like literally like driving into spotlights. Right. Like it was it was horrible. Yeah, was, yeah, I was just driving my alpha
2: having fun, man. Yeah. I
1: wasn't
2: <laughs> I wasn't worried about lighting anything.
1: Yeah, no, you know what's funny is that I I the canyons are just far and annoying enough to get from my house that I don't like go up there at night or I don't, I don't, it's not on the way to anything. You know, it's, I, I, I I have to go to the canyons. It's probably, I mean, in normal circumstances with traffic, it's an hour and change each way from my house. So, so I go to film. And when I'm up there, I, I do some extra driving and I cruise around and have fun. And, but I, I'm pretty much only up there on, on shooting days. Yeah. And when I, when it's, when it's time to exercise my own cars, you know, I typically just will drive them to, to Bill's and drink coffee, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I, I get to spend so much time caning cars in the canyons that unless I was really the keeping up with the Joneses, you know, buy a new GT2 every year, there wouldn't be anything I could own that would really be so rewarding to go through the canyons in, you know what I mean? So, my my porsche is is not as terrible in the canyons but it's a good everyday car because the suspension travel and potholes and stuff like that and and my lamborghini is a is a very special thing to cruise around in at seven or eight tenths or to to take on a short weekend road trip or to bring to a a car show or whatever it's lovely to drive it's it's a phenomenal driving car but it's not the kind of car where you want to go out and cane it at 10 tenths you know in the in the angeles forest so i uh Usually, sir, I save the forest for to answer your question. I have a loop that goes through the Angeles forest that I like a lot. It's not it's made of like four roads. It's not one road. Okay. Um if you, you can drive it. You can drive it virtually if you I see you're sitting at some type of sim setup. If you play Assetto Corsa by any chance, yeah. uh you can download the LA Canyons mod uh for Aceto Corsa and it is incredible. It's so good. It's so realistic. And the guy who made it did such an incredible job. There's some funny smoking tire Easter eggs in there, actually, because he's a fan. Oh, cool. And so there's like my old fox body getting pulled over by the cops on the side of No. The-
2: yeah, 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 It's cool. It's really cool. Oh, but, dude. Yeah. I, I I've actually seen it. I've never downloaded no, it. No, do it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's you know, cool.
1: One of the things that I would do, my friend, uh, who lives a couple of houses down from me has a pretty uh, a pretty sick sim. It's it's got it's not motion, but it's got, you know, the right hardware and whatever. Yeah. And uh, and we go over to his place and he he downloaded a set of corso, the Canyons and uh and he downloaded uh, my coontosh in the game. And so we go over there and just start drinking whiskey. And, and we just like drift the canyons virtually, you know, drunk in my Lamborghini. Like I'm like Vince Neal from Motley Crue or something, you know, <laughs> and, and it's There's great no way
2: to, to digitally kill anyone, which is a yeah, good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it,
1: yeah. If you keep it safe, you know, we're in, we're in the dude's living room. It's all good. Absolutely. and it's Absolutely.
2: But I, but you know,
1: he's got the, um, with his sim, he's got the, the shifter, right? The proper shifter. Oh yeah and you can oh, yeah. um, we got e- we got an e-brake we got a gated yeah shifter. so you program yeah. it because it's a dog leg for the kuntosh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's 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 great it really the dynamics are pretty good and uh and i have a good time really virtually beating the crap out of my own, my own car that's very cool yeah it's that's fun very cool. yeah, it is. i drive so that I, car i drive the car a lot though i mean I, I i don't i don't i don't baby the car i drive the car
0: Excellent. Say, as you should. I, I get I get the feeling a little bit, and th- there's a publisher out there who does a magazine, and he's kind of, at one time, he was really known for trashing a car, then actually ending up with a car, talking about it great, and then when he would go to s- sell it, then, uh, you know, the market's a little bit harder or stronger. <laughs> I, I kind of get the feeling, you know, everybody always talks about how bad Countachs are. Uh, I've driven a couple over the years, and You know, everybody who's always let me drive one. It's always, you know, they're worried about the clutch. But other than that, you know, they're they're a reasonable car as long as you're not parking or in a parking lot, I guess.
1: I mean, even then, it's fine. I'm I'm not that concerned about it. I would be concerned. The only place I'm really concerned about the, the, there's nothing wrong with the clutch. The clutch is just a clutch, but it's, if you blow it, You have to take the engine and gearbox out from the top. So a new clutch is twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with the clutch. It's just the fear of blowing it. Now I got very fortunate when I bought my car. It came with a brand new clutch. I bought the car in the middle of a service, and the agreement that I had with the seller was that I would, you know, he would pay for the service, and I would be delivered a perfectly functioning car, uh, that included a brand new clutch. And so, um, while I totally understand your, your perspective, John, uh, I know with a hundred percent certainty that if you give me a car, that's got a brand new clutch in it, that's a lifetime. That's that we will not need another clutch.
0: I was just saying you're, you're you're, you're building up the market so that when you finally decide to part with it, that there's going to be, you know, (laughs) you know, people say it's not selling. That car's not going anywhere. No, that
1: thing is awesome. Are you kidding me? It's, I would sell it if I didn't enjoy it. You know, I bought a DeLorean in 2013 and it was an amazing one. I mean, it had all the things you'd want in a DeLorean. It had, and it was i bought it for what seemed like a, mo- a lot of money and and i did able i was able to turn a small profit on it but i ultimately just i loved how it looked i thought it was real cool as a thing to bring places but it drove shitty and and i sold it because it drove shitty and with the kuntosh i fortunately i got to drive this very car quite a bit as a review like 5 years ago so i did know already that it was going to drive good and that was a, that was, but because it drives so nice and because it works, you know, not wood, because it, because it works so much better than I thought it would. There's no reason to get rid of it. It's the most comfortable Lamborghini sports car I've ever sat in. The air conditioning works. Um, It has a trunk. My wife likes it. Everywhere you go with it, you win. You're, you're the winner at any car show. It doesn't, you know here you go to, you go to a car show here it's Senna's Koenigsigs. you know it's and, and you win you' you're the the winner and and so it's just and at the same time uh, once it's warm because it does take quite a while to warm the car the oil up probably like 20 30 minutes of driving so once it's warm, oh man is it, is it phenomenal it, ride, it rides beautifully it's just it's a really nice thing to to use and miles are cheap. Miles are cheap. Driving it is cheaper than not driving it actually. Um, And I I haven't, I've had it for 18 months and I have spent $0 on maintenance and I put
2: 8,000 kilometers on it. That goes against what you'd normally read about that car. Yeah, it totally goes. That flies in the face of what you, what everything that I've ever read about a Countach. If
1: you ask Harry Metcalf who drives his Countach a lot, he says that driving it makes it work properly. And that when you drive them, you don't need to maintain them other than change the oil and shit. I
0: was going to say the uh, the thing with a Lamborghini is it goes back to uh, expenses proportioned to income, a 20 20 K for a clutch and Countach's are again, what two and fifty three $300,000 cars. So it's, you know, uh, what? A it is tenth,
1: proportional? Th- yeah, a tenth yes, of the price of the car.
0: I did a $1,300 clutch in my $6,000 CRX, you know, <laughs> <That's a good laughs> back <point>. in '89. <laughs> yeah, it's so a very it, good point, John. So, yeah, it, it, it's just I think $20,000 clutch or you know, a $25,000 Testarosa engine out, you know, timing service sounds ridiculous. But again, I, I'm a big CRX guy, six, $800 do a timing belt on a CRX, that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a tenth of the value, or you know, it's what kept you know, a spot is in the dirt for years and that right. it wasn't, it wasn't viable to fix them. So I, I totally I get what a, you're uh, saying. And
1: yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I, I had a, this Lexus LS 400 that I I, I got it with 900,000 miles on it, and I got it to a million miles. I sort of shepherded it along, and we had to do uh, two timing belt services, and they were 980 dollars each for a car I paid 1,400 bucks for. <laughs> you,
0: you you got rid of that, and that was one of my questions I had because I know you've really de- you know you've decided to build this two you know 120 car car garage, but you've mm-hmm. really da- downsized your collection. You you just have the three sports cars in a um, mini minivan right
1: well the you gotta understand something i started this garage project in 2015 <laughs> i did not anticipate it would take five years <laughs> i thought no this was do a quick thing i thought you know uh, and 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 uh <laughs> i had a peak i think at a peak i was at like seven cars in 2015 at the time i had to like fire sale like three cars because i lost my spot and i decided to build this place and uh yeah wait so i've got the porsche the lambo i've got the aston and and this the delica the mitsubishi delica and then i for the time being i'm i'm babysitting my mother's uh jaguar f type um which my dad and i got her for uh birthday um, nice. I probably shouldn't have said the, you can dump button the year. <laughs> um, all right. Uh So we got it for her, and then she proceeded to not drive it hardly at all <laughs> and uh, and they they had a they had a long cold winter out there in, in Connecticut where they're from so they, they shipped it out to me. and so me and my wife have been putting some miles on that Jaguar F type and it's it's quite nice. I, I like that thing.
2: They British, sound right. glorious. they sound absolutely glorious yeah this one's a a a
1: six it's a supercharged six so it's not i mean i can't even imagine my mother would have sailed the f-type r right off a
2: cliff (laughs) if you gave her a 550 horsepower car the v8 sounds so good
1: yeah it's the it's definitely the most obnoxious v8 you can you can get in a car right now um but uh so that that's all we have for the moment and 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 i uh I don't really want to buy any more cars. I have, I have a hard time. It's it's always tempting to like, look on, bring a trailer and see something I want. And I definitely have a short list of cars I would like to own at some point. Um, but, but honestly, I have a pretty tough time just driving the cars that I've got. I, I only have one ass. Uh, and so I can only drive one car right. at a time. I've only got so many places I need to go. Um, and, and, and I need to be trying to, to, to drive the cars that I'm testing so I can really have something interesting to say about them. So, you know, I have a, I have a day that I call Lamborghini exercise day, which, which, (laughs) you know, it's, it's obviously driving, driving your Countach is not anything close to resembling work, but it is the kind of thing that I have to schedule, you know, in. You know, as, as, and, and to make sure it's something that I do because, because it's good for the car to run it every week. I, I started with once a week. I've, I figured out that really I can do it. Um, now that the car's had a, you know, a pretty consistent year of being run regularly, I can mm-hmm. drive it every two weeks instead of every week. Um, and, it, and it's perfectly happy with that. If I stretch it much beyond two weeks, it starts to feel a little creaky. Um, it's got a real personality like that but it's the kind of thing you got to schedule in and it's the kind of thing I need to make time for because I don't
2: always have somewhere to go. Definitely something that a lot of folks with older cars don't consider. Like I, I know people that have older cars and they literally lay them set for months at a time. Yeah. yeah. And that's worse for them than, than actually getting them out and driving them. I, it's like they, they come back to them and they're like, uh, this is, there's a leak here. There's a leak there. There's yeah. a hose that's cracked. There's belts. It's, if you keep them running, they just – that doesn't happen, man. Well, the, totally... the,
1: the guy I bought the, the red car from, um, you know, is a sweet guy. And he had a bunch of cars. Yeah, I think he had eight or ten cars, a lot of cars. And on top of having that many cars, he was a really busy guy. He owned restaurants, and he'd have to go – it was many, multiple restaurants. And so well, every day he'd be driving around the city, lapsed to his restaurants. And so, yeah. you know, it's a seven-day-a-week business. The guy's busy. He's stressed, you know for if, even if he, even if he put a thousand miles a year on each of those cars, 8,000 extra miles of driving a year, like, you know, that's a lot. So, so he had this red car and, um, and, and he put a thousand miles on it in 10 years. And, and I saw his maintenance receipts and I said, "Oh, oh my God, if it cost him this much to not drive the car. How could I possibly do any worse by driving the car? <laughs> right. And so I just started driving it. And, and I, that was, um, I've made a few bets in my life that did not pay off or that came back to bite me or that were terrible ideas. But taking delivery of that car and then immediately beginning to drive it is one of the best ideas I've, I've had. It's worked out
0: beautifully. I've heard heard a lot of stories about it, and you definitely bought it right. I mean, I had my top is I had 12 cars at one point in time, and it got to the point where my ex-wife's coworkers would call us Euro white trash because we'd drive them and something would break, and then I'd let it sit, and then something else would break. And eventually we ran out of cars, and then you've got to go back and start (laughs) fixing them so they all would run again. And it was a collection of Sobs and Lotus and, you know, pickup truck here and old Chrysler there and things like that. And just it's amazing that even without working on them or taking them to a dealership, you've got to spend a day a month. I don't know how registration works in California and it's a little bit different than in Alabama, but in Virginia, it was the car. It was some car that needed a license plate every month, some car, everybody you needed to make sure the insurances were current. You had to make sure that everything was updated and it just got to be too much, you know, dang work. And, I think at this point, we're down to, or I'm down to three, a Chrysler I don't drive. My boring Ford Fusion I drive because doing the self employment thing, I paid off all my debt and got rid of my SHO and things last year. And uh, she's got a um, heavily modified Cadillac ATS. So cool. <laughs> it's a, it's a de- decent set of yeah. toys, but I, you know, I had to go somewhere the other day and borrow her car because I didn't want to go in my fusion. It's, you
1: know, I think a lot of the, the collector mentality is definitely strong with me and the temptation, you know, especially with my new building, there's a, a strong temptation to just amass a ridiculous number of cars just to say that I have them. And actually when I had to sell a bunch of cars, I, it became very easy to, to, to buy a bunch of watches <laughs> watches are I don't know if you guys are into watches But a watch is sort of like a car that you can wear into the bar um, and, Right and uh, and a lot of the same type of things that can be appealing about a car can be appealing about a watch And then they're, they're much easier to store uh, They take up a lot less space and and so I ended up with too many watches and so now I've balanced it out I, I personally have learned in in learning learned through my thirties that there's not a lot of point to having more of anything than you can reasonably use. So I
0: don't, don't, don't say that because I'm beginning my watch collection <laughs> and the fian the fiance saying, why do you need, and I'm not into the multi-thousand dollar, you know, house price watches um, and things like that. You know, I look at crown and caliber and there's a plug. Thank you. you. And, thank you for uh, plugging my
1: sponsor. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I'll take it
0: and and, and shop, but we we did an episode and go back to you know talking about Ed earlier. You know they've been doing these. If you had a hundred grand to spend mm-hmm. or five grand, and they did the uh, stimulus check episode, so we we copied that one and did that. And the best thing I came up with, and I was going to ask you, is a, a local jewelry store had a. Uh, has a 65 Rolex Tudor stainless steel for 1200 bucks. And I go, I, compared to every 1200 dollars car out there, yeah, I think, you know, I think that's that might be a good way to start diving into that, even though you know it's really a, a, a Tudor, not a Rolex. Yeah, if, but it's,
1: if uh, <laughs> you have uh, a smaller wrist, if your wrist is in the, the six inch range my i have an 8 inch wrist i have a pretty big yeah. wrist so because no, of I'm, I'm very petite okay so if you have a smaller wrist you're perfectly positioned to take advantage of the affordable vintage watches and there are many affordable vintage yeah. watches the thing about vintage watches is the fashion was smaller so you're talking about 36 millimeter watches and a a 38 would be big that's that would be quite small for a modern watch this what i'm wearing is 42 which is about the right size for my eight inch wrist if i were to wear a 38 it would look very silly so yeah if you're if you have a smaller wrist these there are some really cool watches from all kinds of brands that didn't really survive the quartz crisis, um, and so you know what we're talking about stuff in the hundreds of dollars, not the thousands of dollars. So yeah. if you wanted to collect vintage Seiko, if you wanted to collect vintage, you know, like Eberhard and and Hamilton and and stuff like that, uh, Enecar, um, Ben Roos, you know, stuff that didn't really survive the the quartz crisis. There's a ton of that stuff out there. Yeah, or you can buy one Rolex sport watch and wear it for the rest of your life, and never have another. Never need another watch for anything else. So that's another
0: option too. Like I say, that's just what I came up with, and it's something I keep playing in. And I am a more petite, and I've got a buddy used to restore cars with him at Barber's that is does his own builds his own watches, mm. you know, buys the Swiss movement. Mm-hmm. He bought a Tormach, um, mill, you know, CNC mill oh, wow. and makes titanium oh, cases and, wow. you know, has yeah, every, serious. I mean, he, he's serious, oh, serious cool. into it. You get a watch for your and, friend. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you get a
2: watch for your friend you, know, you
1: allow you to customize, you know,
0: he has these huge, does these huge <laughs> things and he's promised everybody a watch, but, He's a, a little bit slow. Well, what, he does it like a, a car restoration. It took two years to do your Delorean. It takes him you know, two years to do yeah. a watch. Well, my
1: friend Cameron Weiss uh, has a company called the Weiss Watch Company here in L.A. and and he's a watchmaker and does a fantastic job. and And his watches are you know thousand to three thousand uh, dollars and and they are you know hand designed, hand manufactured, and hand assembled by uh by him and his very small team in los angeles so i cannot recommend a, a weiss watch company watch enough i've, I've got one it's beautiful
0: and yeah, now, now i've got a lot of google time to spend. Yeah. On the show as i as i edit i'm going to pull out some yeah. names and um, you just you
2: just cost john money and you you don't even realize it yet <laughs> Without i'm, I'm a, doubt,
1: a really expensive friend bike. to have
0: <laughs> you're, you're, I, I, people have always accused me of being an enabler and that's that's kind of what i get the the feeling yeah. here because we could get into cigars and all this other stuff and i say i watched your most recent west side collector car storage walk through and i, I love the scotch and whiskey lockers you put in that's a you know cool design and you've got a lot of neat things there and like i say don't, don't be surprised if I try to copy some of the stuff in the the business I'm working with. <laughs> I love the ideas and I can't wait to see the humidor that you uh, put in because I, I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit more than just a standard mahogany wood unit.
1: I'm going to disappoint you. It's going to be kind of oh. standard. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a super cigar nerd. I like a cigar once in a while. Um, I, uh, as a, I'm a former, uh, cigarette smoker. I smoked cigarettes for like 10 years. I, I quit in 2016. And so I never really was able to to transition to an appreciation of cigars. I, I like weed a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're, you're in California for it's that. Well, le- oh, it's, it? legal. You can get yeah, it's it. legal
1: here. I don't, you know, I don't, we can't get it. I here. just we like. I'm, I'm not concerned about the legality. I was more concerned about your your <laughs> allegedly youthful audience being unduly influenced oh. by.
0: It's freaking it legal, is. dude! Like it's. I I, I get a little, I get a little uptight about it sometimes. And I I was at a, You
2: should smoke weed. It'll
0: help. help. (laughs) My my fiance is going to love this episode. (laughs) I was in a business the other day talking and some guy came out of the back and said to the secretary, she goes, you got my cookies. He goes, no, but I got a bag of weed. Uh, (laughs) You you don't know who I am. I dress like a DEA, DEA guy half the time, but
1: yeah, uh, no, that so I'm the, the humidor on, is going to be well. It, it don't get me wrong, it'll be nice, but it's not it's not a it's not a custom piece. It's going to be an off the rack piece. Um, I, I didn't need to reinvent the wheel uh, with the humidor thing. Uh, I'm hoping you know that that wine the, that cigar room is going to be it's going to be a pretty a pretty cool room. I think um, it it's interesting because you have to have that sort of stuff, the lounge and all that. I don't really anticipate it gets used very often. I, I didn't. I didn't allocate a bunch of space to that, and I didn't take away any useful car storage space for it because I've been to these other car storage type places that always have a lounge It's so rarely being used uh, for anything. That I, I but I, but it is nice, and and, I, and I'm happy that we have it because it's gonna be cool for me and my friends. <laughs> how
0: how many square go. feet did you de- uh, dedicate to it to the lounge? Yeah.
1: Oh, it's not much. It's probably twenty-five by twenty-five. It's not that big. Okay. It's not that.
2: It's not that big. Um, it's a decent sized room. You can you can get several people in there to hang oh, out if, yeah. if you know they want to have you want to have an event or something like that. Well, there's se- there's seating in there for seven,
1: so it's it's it's, yeah. it's fine. It, I, I I it. Th- there's a there was a specific code requirement for the upstairs. There's an exact. I'm sure yeah. there was. There's an exact amount of square <laughs> yes. footage that if you go more than that it's defined as a second story whereas we kept it just under which defines it legally as a mezzanine and there's a different set of like requirements for it. It's
2: in no way shape or form do we want to make you in any way relive <laughs> yeah. the coding yeah. nightmare that you've yeah. gone through oh, since 2000. I had hair so. when we started. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I can't believe the the obstacles uh you've been up against. Yeah. I mean like I said we're building out a similar thing here and our, our lounge is elevated 20 by 20 so we're similar square footage there even though our, our building's huge. But just I you know the, the latest video and the, the you know the I, I come from my family's been in durable medical equipment since the late 70s. And when you said something about the banking of the wheelchairs off the oh, sidewalks, yeah. just because of, because of that, and then all the repercussions that those two or three inches did, which you you would have thought, you know, to me, you would have thought somebody early on would have said hey wait a second but that's not no, the way they work nobody no, you know no. definitely you know it's not even the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing the right index finger doesn't know what the right pinky's doing yeah so, i mean i i nobody told
1: us until you know a lot of these things are are sort of surprises as as they come up you know
0: how long do you th- maybe you don't want to even relive it but how long do you think all the you know code changes and the you know repaving the alley and repaving the sidewalk and You know, the the rainwater collection system, I can't believe. How long? Do you think that's delayed you at least a year, two years in construction? It's about
1: 200 days. 200 200? 200 days of of, um, things that, you know. Yeah. Delays that be from Not all of it was code changes. Some of it was weather, you know, I mean, just this past weekend, I got super hosed. We were supposed to pave the alley behind the building over the weekend and it rained like an inch and a half on Saturday. So, so that, you know, that got kicked to to today. So, you know, that's, that's three days right there. So that kind of stuff happened uh, a few times as well. Rain delays. Yeah. Um, you know, look, look. It doesn't it lightly rain right there. Yeah, it's, no. And, and here's the thing: the codes and all this stuff is a is a super nightmare. And but it's not. It's not just like, you know, oh, you know, California's stupid liberals, blah blah blah. A lot of it is. A lot of it, a, would happen in other states as well, other cities and other states. And my contractors, who typically build hospitals, that's what they normally do, have talked about. The similar issues happening from texas to missouri to illinois to new york to to wherever and so it's not unique to los angeles although our codes are very very strict here you know we have earthquakes and we have fires and we are filled filling what is not a very big building with a lot of gasoline and and it's never been done before i mean no one's ever installed a four high quad in the San Andreas fault zone before, ever. No one's ever done it. And forget the fact that it's over a basement. So, no one's ever done it in this part of the world. No one's ever done it over a basement. No one's ever done this many of them indoors. Now, combine all of those and like the fire department's like head explodes. I mean, I know.
2: literally never even thought about the fault. Passport. Yeah, bro, we get and earthquakes it, here. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I don't know why it never even entered into my, like, what did you have to do? Everything. I had to do everything.
0: Uh,
2: (laughs) uh, I just told you to actually to shore up the four high. Like, Oh, bro.
1: We poured first off the concrete. We, so did you want to go to nerd on concrete? So the whole building is, (laughs) is full of number 18 rebar. Do you know what that is? It's it's rebar. that's this thing. So the whole building weighs 25 pounds a foot. That's how heavy it is, and we've got miles of it. The we poured 160 concrete trucks. In this is it's a 14,000 square foot building. We poured 160 trucks into 14,000 square feet. So the floor of the underground level, the basement, is three feet of solid pour. You
2: have a fallout yes. shelter.
1: Yes, and then the walls are 18 inches thick oh, with double rebar, right? the The above ground walls are 12 inch CMU block filled with rebar and grout. And then the lifts stand on inch and a half thick metal plates, which are, there's two of them spread 18 inches that spread through the, the, the the 18 inch deck pour. And they have nine pieces of number 18 rebar points. So that's at each pole. If you think each lift has four poles and there's 18 lifts and each lift each pole has nine. So you think about how much rebar is going through the place. Yeah. It's just it's just extraordinary. I wonder maybe I can
2: Did you have to do any of those like the, the Japanese high rise, how they've got the, the earthquake where they, they can shake up to a certain no, they don't
1: do it. No, no they don't do it like that. They don't do it with the rubber shaky things. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. it's just more more rebar, more concrete. Just throw as rebar. throw as much heft at it yeah. as you yeah. can. And I'm trying to find I'm looking right now. Maybe if you if I don't know if one of you guys allows me permission to share my screen, I can find you a picture of the
2: rebar. Until you said that, man, I literally had never even thought yeah. about the ramifications of putting that stack yeah. where you're where you're putting it and the, the possibility of a 6.0 right. plus. <laughs> so here's here's one,
1: here's one of the ground level. Uh, pour right and then I'll find I'll find where the deck pour was it's a couple months later and uh the deck pour was just the crazy crazy rebar rebar tying. so yeah so it's 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 literally I mean I can't physically I cannot imagine uh what a stronger building would be I don't know how you could possibly build something stronger Oh, here we go. Oh, here. This is a perfect picture. No, look. So this is perfect. So so here is what you see is when they're building the deck, you can see the grid grid of rebar. And then you see these things standing up. So the top plate on the things that are standing up are like, that is the floor. So these rebar bits go through the rebar sandwich there.
0: If any of the listeners really want to know, Matt's done four great or humorous or (laughs) hair pulling videos (laughs) so far uh, funny and very stressful of this facility and you know west side collector car storage and like i say we're, we're doing a similar thing here in birmingham to the listeners and i've been haven't said much about it and we'll have about the same capacity but i would have a feeling Matt's got as much money in rebar that exceeds our entire budget of retrofitting a building. And here's it's just
1: the uh here's the rebar on the top, so coming out of the
2: walls. So that's the number 18 rebar 30 feet in the air coming out of the walls. Dude, if it <laughs> hits the fan, I'm heading towards you. I know it's gonna take me a while to get there, but we're um, full on. Yeah, it's crazy. We're literally like if if goes down, my wife my wife and I are loading up the car and rolling, dude. Yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a little wild. That's a military bunker. Probably stronger. You know, these
1: guys build hospitals, which is the, which is the strongest building that you can build because they often can't, can't get people out in an emergency, you know? So it's not all voluntary, (laughs) you know, it's it's (laughs) snowball. It's like, you know, you have to do this. And so you have to do this. And so you have to do this. And so you have to do this and it. And it gets, you know, it, it gets kind of kind of out of control after a while. And
0: that's, again, what the ex-wife does is she she works for a major uh, architectural firm and designs hospitals all over the world. And it's back when we were together, it was amazing. Some of the stuff she would come home and complain about and the soul requires this. And, you know, this is yeah. stupid in Korea. And, you know, it's just it, it. I mean, we get the same thing. It's one reason I've never built a house is I just don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with learning all the stuff that I've got to pay yeah. for.
1: Look, it's very stressful, but at the end of the day, cynically, it the cost rolls down to the customer. I mean, it, it and my I'm not I'm not my char, I'm not charging an egregious amount of money, but the but the cost, you know, the cost to store a car in that part of town in this type of building is 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 proportional um to the to the the quality of the facility and the location of the facility and the services that we're offering and so the good news is from a real estate perspective this this is a land play right my my i I wanted to have this business right that's very important and the business is designed to make money if we if we have over a certain percentage capacity we'll make we'll make money and it'll be fine but ultimately what we're doing is a long-term land play and this is a primo piece of land google Google just built a a 90,000 square foot office across the street. You know, the Clippers play directly across the street. I can hit a nine iron onto the roof of the Clippers building from my front driveway. It's a primo project. And, and it's uh, hopefully uh, one of many.
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, those pictures you just showed us, like if I was, if I were a collector and I was looking for a place in the LA area to put my F40 or, you know, my two fifty GT or insert, a car worth millions and millions of dollars here i would want you to show yeah. me the pictures that you just showed us and and basically be able to go you're putting it inside a, this a is bunker cool. we you're just did it our we did these like james
1: bond halo cool. lighting which looks really nice you know that we're doing we have the finishing touches on it now so it 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 looks a little more you know oh, cats hang on it looks a little more finished here's the, here's the uh the outside you know it started it, it looks really nice with our our, our buttery driveway and all that kind of stuff and, and it's a building uh, in and building. that
0: picture you just showed I, it's one of those things i didn't notice it all the first fi- five or six times of seeing your building i love the integrated f into the front. Oh, yeah the,
2: and <laughs> that is amazing yeah. that go back to that lift picture that is insane dude that's uh, so that so i so feel that like that
1: is uh what you're looking at there is a block of 40 cars so that's five wide two deep Four high, so that's forty cars there. and then, and then this crap. is looking back the that, other way towards like the the cigar lounge or the
2: windows above that uh, that door there. Yeah, dude, this makes for a compelling podcast. Yeah. Um, you guys have to tune into the video on this one. Sorry, um, no, I mean it's I had to get you to show that again. That's yeah, it's that cool, is huh? the scale of that. Yeah, when you see it in the renders, it's kind of like yeah, it's a render. But when you see it actually built, when you see it physically, oh, yeah. it's like. Oh maybe, that's overwhelming. Maybe you
1: see it with uh with cars in there. You know, it's I can't it's wait. It's very dude. tall. It's you know it's like forty feet tall. And so the, the top cars are are like thirty-five feet in the air.
2: Have you ever been to uh, just outside of Stuttgart? Have you ever been to the V8 hotel? Uh,
1: I I drove own- by it. I didn't I did not go inside it,
2: but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, they, they we stayed there a couple years ago. They they have a very similar classic car like storage facility inside that that um, complex and it's it's only a double stack
1: look if, if but, the land was any more affordable i wouldn't have had to do all this bullshit. <laughs> it's all sorry, sorry. yeah it's yeah. only it's, it's because no, it makes sense. you know the land in this part of la is so psychotically expensive that if you want to be there you ha- i ha- i sky, have to go
2: uh, vertical the, the sky above it, above it doesn't right. cost as much as right. the right line. Yeah.
1: yeah and and we legally had to build the basement because we built to the property lines so we had to build a parking lot underground that's that's the LA law you can't just build a building that goes to your property lines and then not have anywhere for people to park so you need to have two quote, street-accessible parking spaces available from the street. Now, they consider an underground parking level with a ramp, they consider that street accessible. That doesn't mean I'm required to keep it open for the public. I can sell those spots. I just have to build them. Um, The reason being that if I one day decided to sell my building to someone else and they converted it from collector car storage to an office, you would need somewhere for those people to park. That's an LA regulation as
0: well. I forgot that, that you you built this massive building that holds a hundred and what, 40 cars or yeah, so? 130 and you, and you, and you have zero parking spaces. Correct.
1: <laughs> I don't have zero. I have like, I have four, I have three in the front and one in the back. I have no. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons that I can't do events and stuff like that is because I, I don't have any parking actually. Yeah, it's true. And not only do I not have any parking on my property, um, there's no, there isn't a parking meter or a street spot within Three hundred yards in my building. There's none, so uh, yeah. So events are out, but that's okay. We're 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 doing we're doing the members only um, thing. And if you want to go to events, there's plenty of places to do that.
0: Uh-huh. As somebody who used to work in a museum that dealt with events, that's it's one of my rules. The less general public you have to deal with, yes. the better. I understand. <laughs> I used to run
1: events as well, and I, I I like going to events, and I like not being in charge of them.
0: There was one thing I was going to roll into from there as we try to wind down the show. I know we've eaten up your afternoon okay. and you've, uh, you've got some, okay. uh, I got like, I got like 10 minutes
1: going. if you, if you, if you need, and then I got a cruise.
0: No, I can, I can't remember. Oh, the, the one key cool thing to, to this building and it's relevant to all of us, your podcast studio, you know, it looks pretty boring right now just being in a concrete shell, but, uh, yeah,
1: wait, wait, uh, give me three weeks on that. <laughs> <laughs> the studio. When will you cool. start?
2: Can't wait to say the build. The is going to be amazing. Yeah, I
1: mean, look, it's not going to be that complicated. I don't. I don't. I don't know what people are expecting. Um, it's. It's going to be all. I, I've got a dude coming in named uh, Jay Ryan who. Uh, uh, he has a podcast called late night Playset podcast and, and he is like a professional like lighting designer for sets and stuff. And so we're not going to make it too crazy, but we are just going to make it um, look nice. Make sure that get the guests are, are well lit and, and, and look good and, and more, it's a soundproof room. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to replicate uh, with egg crates and stuff and curtains, the true feel of walls that were built to be soundproof and, and, yeah. Air, gap, air gap balls and soundproof glass and stuff like that. So so it really starts by having a soundproof room and I got a beautiful four inch thick black walnut table that you could drop a bowling ball on and you wouldn't hear it on the show. And then I got a, you probably can't see it but maybe you got if we look over there that white box over there that white box sitting over there that box, mm-hmm. that box has all new um, Shore SM7B's microphones, all new gold tipped cables, all the Joe Rogan stuff. Everything he was going to be using. So They're like, "Yeah, hey, why does Joe Rogan's show sound better than everybody's?" Cuz he uses $500 microphones. That's why. That that's <laughs> and that he built a yeah. he built a soundproof room. He has a very thick table and he uses $500 microphones. That's the secret. <laughs>
0: And he now signed. And sauce. he signed a good deal with Spotify.
1: Yeah, good for him. It's a, he's gonna he's gonna be buying some new cars. I think he's gonna be printing money. I'm, I don't know how much that deal is worth, but I bet it's a lot.
0: No, I was, More I than think, four dollars. You know, somebody who's played in podcasting for, you know, I we've been doing this show for three plus years, and I've been watching podcasting for seven years. It's amazing because Sean and I have a business proposal we looked at last year about building a some studio stuff and that. How. Not complicated it can be because you're not building for, you know, Motley crew again to come in and perform, but just to broadcast from spoken word so much, it's not as complicated and you can be really cool and very casual. And I mean, your present studio looks great, but I, I know, hate our studio
1: so much. <laughs> <laughs> our studio that we're in now was supposed to be a temporary studio, you know, for like a year while I... Got the new building and studio ready and here we are five years later and we're still in there now I shouldn't be so mean about it because our landlord is very nice And it's safe and quiet and out of the way and there's places to park and so it's just it's fine it's fine, but I hate it so much (laughs) Because for for a variety of reasons and I just like we've been I've been podcasting for 10 years and I want I've been like ready to be in this new studio for like five of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> since, since you started building yeah. the new building. Yeah. yeah.
1: That makes perfect yeah. sense. Uh, for, you know, but I, I, I get what I deserve and I got like March and April. I totally panicked because I had bought all this very expensive podcast stuff. And it was like coronavirus. I was like, oh, what did I fucking, what did I do? I'm sorry. I just dropped in that bomb again. Was, oh, what did I
2: do? But anyway, it's going to be, it'll okay. be fine. No, it'll be we're, we're, we're going to be fine. We're going to yeah. get through it. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time, man. I, I I appreciate it greatly. I have I know you've you've gotta you gotta wrap it up and leave. When we were talking about the uh the Countach, there was there was one question that entered my brain and I'm just curious, how has your carological clock evolved over the years? Is the, the Countach, carological clock? Was that a word I just said? carological <laughs> clock. Yeah, that's that yeah, mean. that's the that's the it's the it's the car person's equivalent to a biological uh-huh. clock, you know? It's like, I have a car logical clock. It starts ticking about every eight to ten months, and I'm like, I need a new oh, car. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. Is the, is the Lamborghini, is the Countach the end for you as far as, like, if you had that car forever, you'd be happy with that car forever, oh. and you don't need to go out and get another, or – are there still other things out there that give you that fizz that you that you need to oh, No, for sure. Acquire? For sure.
1: No, I mean look, on one hand like yeah, kuntosh is kind of a game over car, right? There's you you pretty much hit the end of the road when you get to something like that. On the other hand, it's not linear. It's the, you don't you don't arrange all cars on a line of best to worst. I know. And 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 totally so know. and so I think that there's all different kinds of experiences to be had. And all different kinds of cars that can provide them, and there's all different cars that I've liked for different reasons, um, that I've either driven on shows or whatever. And oh man, one day I'd like to to have one of those. And yeah, no, there's a there's a bunch of cars that I'd like to have now. I think they're, I think the difference between what I want now, it, what's on my list now, and what was on my list maybe a few years ago is the level of customization is going down that I would do. Uh, you know with the safari which is obviously a highly customized build it, it was still One package it wasn't let me make every decision along the way of What shocks do we use and what brakes do we use and what the. it was sort of like And
2: what what valve right? You yeah, I know it shop? was
1: just like, uh here's here's money, you know, make it pink, right? <laughs> You know the kuntosh, yeah, I mean I think there are there's not a lot of cars out there that can really provide I'll tell you what I've hit the end of I've hit the end of the childhood poster cars, right so I think I think a lot okay. of people when they start collecting cars or they have one special car or whatever it's either I want the newest, fastest, craziest thing or I want to modify something to be that or I'm gonna buy the thing I wanted when I was a kid and so I from the Delorean to my Fox Body and now this kuntosh I have bought all the things I wanted when I was a kid, and
2: of those, so you, you acquired the justification for higher education, yeah, yeah, that we yeah, basically, you've acquired, that. Right. yes, yeah. yes, okay. yes, Perfect.
1: totally. And Perfect. and I think that the kuntosh is the game over uh, poster car, and so now I can I can check off all poster cars from the box. And yep. I don't need to chase poster cars anymore. And so there's definitely some stuff I would like to own for one reason or another. I'm definitely not done uh, collecting cars. I love, I love collecting cars. But I definitely don't ever want to be at a point where I have more than I can use. So then, it, then it just seems egregious.
2: Oh, my God, you've grown up. We've I all know. grown up. It's, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's this whole adulting thing—what the hell? Um, do we end the do, do we end the program on that? Farah is is turned into a proper adult. Do we end it on that, or is is there anything well, I, crazy? I, we, we, we've
0: never had. A, I've never heard an interview with him that ended like that. I don't know.
2: It's crazy. It's I, it's totally I mean, crazy. You know, it's, I still have like
1: three stupid cars. Like I still have three cars that, by all accounts, are stupid. It did serve no practical purpose. They're all three that are very silly things.
2: I think the Porsche serves all kinds of practical purposes. Are you kidding me? I do too, but most...
0: (laughs) Yeah. You've got a car to drive in Armageddon. You've got a van to get materials home from the Home Depot.
1: The van is <laughs> actually going to the... be my uh, airport shuttle for the for West Side. That's going to be my sh- to drive Perfect. people around. If I can, my my you know I, my wife's been driving it for a year and she really likes it, and so it's supposed to be. I'd My cat just went by. It's supposed to be uh, the airport shuttle. If I, if I'm going to have to. Bribe it from her hands, and I don't know if that's going to go well. She may get to keep it if she if she decides she wants it. I'm gonna have to find another airport shuttle because yeah, yeah. the wife gets to be happy first.
2: This you can, you can end is on that. What we need. You can end on that. That's what we need to end the show on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That's, Thank that's, you for having
1: bomb. me. I appreciate. It. Yeah, Thank, thanks for coming thanks on, for the man. Time. We'll,
2: we'll bring you back, and you can talk about how much you hate the uh, break by wire system that Alpha's using. We'll we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. I'm. Um, I mean, Using, I was using brake by wire in a uh, BMW M6 the other
1: day, and it was uh, interesting. Or M8, excuse me, M8. Like we'll going. we'll save that
2: for another time. I have man. a video coming out on it. You can take it. Come out. on, I, yeah, I I I checked out your Alpha, and I was like, but I like that. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll get into that, dude. We'll get into All that. All right. Have a good so afternoon, you, guys. Man. We now return you to your Wednesday afternoon already in progress. Bye. Later. Later, man.